Now I want to invite our children to come forward for our children's time. And if you're worshiping with us at home, you might want to get a little closer to the screen right now. But those of you that are in the sanctuary, it's Communion Sunday, so you're going to have to come all the way this way and around the rail there. Pastor Emily's going to help you do that too. All right. All right, come on up. Good morning. How are you this morning? It's good to see so many of you here. All right. So, did everybody hear the the bit of the story? that Miss Mary read. We haven't heard the whole story, but what we heard about was the fact that the Hebrew people, after they had left Egypt and they were out wandering in the wilderness, what did they follow? Did you hear what she said that they followed? Was anybody listening? Did anybody hear? They followed a cloud. A cloud. Isn't that weird? They saw God in a cloud. And every time, I know it's funny, isn't it? And every time that cloud would move, they would go somewhere new. And they kept following that cloud over and over again. Do you know how long they followed that cloud? 40 years. Can you imagine? Can you imagine doing that? Following a cloud around for 40 years? I know, it's crazy. Well, I've never followed a cloud around that long. But have you ever laid back in the grass and looked up at the sky? Who's done that? Raise your hand if you've done that before. Has anybody seen a big fluffy cloud that looked like something else? Okay, raise your hand. I'm going to ask you what the cloud that you saw looked like, okay? What did did the cloud you saw look like? Like a dog. Okay, so you saw a cloud that looked like a dog. Did anybody else see a different kind of cloud? Yeah. A carrot? A cloud that looked like a carrot. I love that. Anybody else seen a cool cloud? You saw a cloud that looked like a spaceship, or maybe it was a spaceship, who knows? The aliens could be trying to trick us, right? One more, yeah. An alligator, ooh, an alligator. Well, I love to look at the clouds because they do look like so many different things. And it reminds me too that God is with us all the time. Just like God was with the Hebrew people as they wandered through the wilderness and they saw God in the cloud, anytime I look up and see the clouds, I think of God's presence with us. You think you can do that for me today and go out and find some clouds and think about God a little bit? Good. All right, let us pray together. Can we pray? Dear Lord, thank you so much for being with us at all times in every bit of our lives. I thank you for the ways that you reveal yourself to these children. Help them know that you are with them and I pray that these kids will go out and look for you in the world and maybe even see you in a cloud. It's in your holy name that we pray. Amen. All right, if you're three, four, or five, you can head to Children's Church. And if you're a different age, you can go back to sit with your parents, okay? So I have always loved this image of the cloud descending upon the tabernacle, of the Spirit of God being visible to the people of Israel in the midst of a cloud. 
If you remember anything about the story of the exodus from Egypt, then you'll remember that Moses led the people all the way across the Reed Sea and then to the foot of Mount Horeb where they waited and they encamped for a whole year. And as they sat at the bottom of this mountain, they were waiting to receive all of the messages from God that they needed to help them know what they were to do next now that they had escaped from Egypt. And they received these messages through mediation through Moses. And we remember the most famous message that Moses received. Um, it, it's almost burned in our brain. It's such a familiar image of those Ten Commandments, those tablets that come down the mountain. And they're the rules that are going to kind of help these new people live together and live together with their God. And it's also a sign that God is there with them in that moment. But if you read the first few books of the Old Testament, you'll find that there are all sorts of different instructions that God gives the people. God gives the people instructions on how to build the Ark of the Covenant, which is more than just something out of Indiana Jones movies. And they get these instructions on how to build this thing that will hold the Ten Commandments and set them apart as holy and sacred. And then we forget that they get instructions for how to build the tabernacle or what equated to their sanctuary at that time. And they had all of these materials they were supposed to use, but basically the tabernacle was just a big old tent and it had a, it had a portable surrounding that went around the outside and then it had canvases that made different layers and then when you got inside there was the innermost holy of holies and that was the place where Moses would go to, to meet God at times. And they would do their rituals in this space. But it's a wonderful image, this tabernacle, this traveling sanctuary. And we're told that the first time that it's erected, that the cloud descends upon the tabernacle. And within that cloud, the people sense that God is present. And they know that God is there because this cloud has settled in. And we hear that the cloud is a cloud by day. And at night, it has an image of fire. Or some translations say it's like lightning. So maybe it's like a stormy cloud at night. But no matter what, it's a cloud that they can see both day and night. And whenever that cloud starts to lift, they know that God wants them to go in a new direction. And so the cloud lifts, and as the cloud is lifting, they all start to put everything away, and they pack up the tabernacle, and they get everything ready, and they march through the desert, following this cloud, until the cloud stops. And whenever the cloud stops, they set everything back up again, set the tabernacle up, and then the cloud comes back down and rests on the tabernacle. And they do this for 40 years that's a long time. And it's really cool. What I love about the image is that if you read about the tabernacle, all the tribes of Israel encamp around it, north, east, south, and west, so that God is at the center of everything that they are doing. No matter where they are, God's either going in front of them or in the center when they're settled in one place. 
Now, I love that image of God being at the center. I struggle a little bit with the image of God as a cloud, though. And I struggle with it because a cloud, when we think of clouds, we normally think of them as a a portent of something bad that might happen. For instance, in our everyday real world, I mean, we may see pretty fluffy clouds sometimes that look like dogs, but when the real clouds set in like they have with the hurricane this past week, that's a sign of danger a lot of times. It's a sign of difficulty coming. And in our own lives too, we sometimes speak of clouds descending in our lives, metaphorical clouds, dark spaces where it's hard to know what to do next or hard to know where to go. Now, it's my last Sunday here, so I'm going to be a little personal. I can do that on on my last Sunday. About 10 or 11 months ago, a cloud settled in on my life. A dark cloud of depression and anxiety, the likes that I'd never experienced before. I think it was because of a whole host of reasons, and I don't think the pandemic helped at all. But in that moment, the scariest thing was, it was the first time in my life that I felt completely disconnected from God. And not only is that scary for anybody, but I'm somebody that's supposed to get up every week and talk about God. I'm like, how am I supposed to do that if I feel disconnected from God? And so I felt like I was in this cloud where I couldn't see anything and I couldn't find my way forward. But you know, the amazing thing was in that moment, I had a lot of people that started to surround me. Kind of like the Israelites were all gathered together around the cloud. I had people that started to, that were already in my life, but started to come to me and say, you know what? God is still there and you are still loved and you're going to get through this. And they helped me start to open my own heart up again to welcome the God that was already there, that was already present, but that I was having trouble feeling. It's been a long journey, but it's been a strangely good one. And it reminded me of one of the classic texts in Christian mysticism called The Cloud of Unknowing. It's a 14th century text from England that was written by an anonymous author. But this author is trying to help people that want to contemplate God and get closer to God or allow God to draw closer to them, trying to teach them how to do that. And this author writes about it and says, anytime you try to draw close to God like that, you're going to encounter a cloud of unknowing. You're going to enter a space where everything is confusing and nothing makes sense and you actually may not feel God at all. Yet it's in that very cloud where you will eventually find God. Now, God is not the cloud. God is not these bad things, not causing them to happen, but somehow going through the cloud, you find God in new and powerful ways. And this author reminds readers that You don't get there by trying to think about God. No matter how hard you try to think your way back to God, you're not going to get there. And I had to stop doing a lot of thinking myself this year. That you have to open yourself. You have to allow yourself to feel, to encounter others in a new way, to encounter the world 
and to encounter God. And the author says that when you do that, your heart starts to pierce the cloud. And eventually, eventually, you start to see God again. I think that's what it was like for the Israelites. It was a hard journey, and at times they had trouble trusting that this cloud was leading them anywhere good, and yet they kept journeying, and slowly but slowly, the cloud was punctured, and they found their way. In my life, it's amazing the cloud has been lifting. And I feel more connected to God right now and more energized and more ready for something new than I have felt in a long, long time. Which is really good because the cloud has lifted and it's moving me somewhere else. The Israelites, as they followed the cloud, the cloud took them across the Jordan River and into the Promised Land. Well, the cloud of God is leading me across the Cumberland River to East Nashville. Now, I don't know if you think East Nashville is the promised land, but I'll, I'll leave it at that. But I'm, I've been called to serve at East End United Methodist Church, a place that has been in its own cloud of unknowing. If you know East End's story, uh, two and a half years ago, they were decimated. Their sanctuary was destroyed by the tornadoes that ripped through Nashville. And right now they worship in a school they lost their beloved pastor after that, that they had had for quite a while as well. And things have been uncertain. And yet, you know what? As I've met the leaders there and I've met the faithful people there so far, I can see that the cloud is lifting there too. They just got approval on their new build and they plan to start building a new sanctuary soon. And they're looking forward to being in ministry in new ways in East Nashville. And I'm privileged to get to be a part of that. But I'm also sad to be leaving here because, as we all know, we've been through a cloud here too. It's been a season of COVID. It's been struggle. We've felt disconnected as well. We're also in a church right now, a United Methodist denomination that doesn't seem to be able to figure out a way to stay together and keep our eyes on God and the many ways that God may work among us all over the world but you know what? I see the cloud lifting here too at West End. I see the cloud of God leading you faithful people to amazing new heights. And that doesn't necessarily have to do with the number of people that are here or, or you know, how much money we have or anything else. It's about the ways that this church is testifying to God's love and grace and justice and righteousness in Nashville in our conference of the United Methodist Church, in our global United Methodist Church, and throughout the world. And I look forward to glancing back across the river from my promised land to this promised land to see your example for all of us United Methodists and for all of us Nashvillians, because I know God is leading this congregation into wonderful places as well. So I just want to say thank you Thank you for being a wonderful group of people. Thank you for teaching me how to better be a pastor and a leader. Thank you for bearing with my faults while also acknowledging my gifts. I'm sure I've let some of you down at times, but I know that also I've walked a lot of important journeys with a lot of you too.
And so it's my time to say goodbye because the cloud is lifting. But God's cloud leads us all forward to common ministry, common love in this world forevermore. Let us follow that cloud wherever it leads us. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.